and welcome to episode 210 of the Waters Wave Then podcast. I'm your host, Wei Shen, and as usual, I have my co-host, Tony, with me here today. Hey, T, how's it going? I'm doing well, and uh, I, I apologize for the loud noise. Alice is back uh, from Manila, and so she is sleeping uh, while Wei Shen and I are recording the podcast. So for today, I'm on the second floor balcony of my apartment. So this car is going by. There's a bar right across the street. You know, people are, are out. So if you hear some loud sounds and stuff like that, Next week it'll be better, I promise. <laughs> Next week I'll, re- I'll record from the garage. I, it was an amateur mistake on my end. <laughs> yeah, it's cool though. I mean, if, if only you guys could see the video, it's, it's a nice change. Instead of the oh, yeah. flags, now I get like some greenery behind you. Some greenery, you get, uh, you know, I can show off the bar right across the street, you know, it's, uh, it's nice. It's actually nice to be outside. Just a little bit loud, but, uh, I don't know how people were doing this, like, you know, living with, you know, cause throughout the whole pandemic, throughout the whole lockdown, Alice was in the Philippines. So I was just, you know, everybody was like, oh God, I gotta, it's so tough to make time to find a good, quiet room and everything like that. I'm like, oh, I just, any room I want, I can go into, you know, my, my pool room, the bedroom, the living room, no big deal, whatever. Now I see what everybody was going through. Now, finally, six months later, I finally feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before this, Tony just didn't care about it. Um, did not care. So last week, you actually heard us talk a little bit about our Waters Technology Innovation Exchange coming up in September. Uh, if you want to see the condensed version of that, head over to the website of that event and... Um, Plus point there, you get to see our faces too. Mm-hmm. You get to see us all, some some rough cuts too. It's worth yes. watching just to watch somebody have a very normal look on their face, and then the next instant they're like laughing or something like that. It's it's quite amusing. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you click over on the content content hub of the page. Maybe I'll link that one instead of the of the. Main I mean, let's one. help let's help out our listeners and yeah. link. Yeah, man, come on. But yeah, uh, so obviously that, 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 uh, the innovation exchange is going to be virtual as most everything is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be three weeks from the 9th to the 22nd. And it's funny just cause so Alice came back, uh, from the Philippines. And so right before she came back, I was like, oh, well, let me go get tested for COVID, make sure that, you know, I don't currently have it. And also, so I got both the nasal swab, which checks to see if you currently have it, and then the blood, uh, the blood test, which sees if you have the antibodies for it. And it's kind of a funny story. So I don't know how many of you have gone through this process, but I went to a city MD. It's, um, rather than just go to my regular doctor, cause it's going to be like a four day, it would take me like four or five day wait to get in there. I just go into a city MD. It was actually nice, uh, right in Greenpoint. Walked right in, no one's in there, sat down, they're like, Mr. Malikian, go right in, sit down, and so the uh, phlebotomist, the the nurse, not a nurse, but uh, kind of like the tech, uh, the med tech person, goes to take my blood. And she, you could tell she was nervous about this. I don't mind my blood being taken, so I'd, I'd never look at, like, you know, when, they're, when the syringe is filling up with my blood, that would probably skeeve me out, but... So I look away, but I don't mind a needle going into my arm. Plenty of needles go. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 
she goes to tie the rubber band tourniquet around to, uh, to draw a vein and she just doesn't have the strength. To, like it felt like she was tying a bow on my arm. So, but my brother, he's a full botanist. I've been to the doctors before. So, and I'm a, I'm a vascular per, you know, I, I have, ve- you can see my veins pretty easily. So I just kind of just make a fist and the veins pop right out. And so she's like, okay, okay. On the count of three, one, Two. Okay, just uh, one second. Just relax. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, now for her to tie it? No, no, this is for her to put the needle into my arm. Oh. Again, I don't mind the needle going into my arm, but her going on the count of three: one, <laughs> two, and then a long oh, pause. Shit. Okay, just relax. So now I'm just like, all right, this is unprofessional, whatever. So I'm just like, oh, please get a vein because I don't know if you ever had a. Um, a doctor that, or, or somebody taking blood that doesn't know how to get a vein and there's basically Multiple stabbing you with your pin yeah. cushion, you know? Yeah. So she does it, takes the blood. Okay. She goes out. Two minutes go by, knock on the door. Doctor comes in and he's like, I can't remember his name. Again, this is at a city MD. So he's not my regular doctor. He's not my regular uh, physician. Comes down and in super happy, not wearing a mask. Just, Hey, how are you? I'm I'm f-ing great. I'm getting a COVID test right now. <laughs> like, what do you like? Great. I'm 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 wonderful. Thank you. Uh, but yeah. So he's like, he's just really, he's got a smile on his face. But in this, he's got a serial killer look on his face. Like, it, I swear to God, like watching this guy, it was just like this. He he was he knew that he was about to put me into some a really uncomfortable, not pain, but just a really bad spot and you could see he was almost enthusiastic about it okay so i don't know how many of you have actually gotten a nasal swab for the covid test but basically you just sit there and first he goes and describes everything that's about to happen to me i don't need that you're a doctor i trust you just i don't need to know every last little thing and why you're doing this just shove this thing up my nose and let's get this done with okay so I lean my head back, and he takes this gigantic, you know, Q-tip, shoves it up my nose, and he's just rolling it around there. <sighs> and I have never experienced anything that uncomfortable in my life. Like to the point, like my leg, my right leg, my left leg shoots up. I'm like, oh god, I'm just, like, just holding my breath. Tears are now just streaming out of my eyes. He's like, all right, one, two. And he's counting this psychopath, smiling at me and counting. I swear to God, he's smiling the whole freaking time. One, two, three. Gets up to eight. Pulls the bad boy out. He's like, okay, how, how is that? And again, still smiling. I swear to God, this guy liked it. Like this, I, I don't know if this guy was actually a doctor. It's possible that he just snuck in off the street just so that he could torture some people. So, okay. Like now we gotta do the other nose, so because my eyes are like water, and so he's like, "Oh, here, here's a here's a paper towel for you to dab your eyes." I'm like, "Thank you, Jesus." It's like me watching the end of Arrival, you know. So, <laughs> so lean my head back. One, two. He's counting slower now, man. I swear to God, the second nostril took at least twelve seconds. It was horrific. It was horrific. I just, 
He's got a big smile on his face. I swear to God, if you would have told me if this man was aroused at that moment, I would have been like, yeah, probably was because I think he's in the S&M or something. I don't know. It was just – it was crazy how much this dude was smiling. It was like he was just truly enjoying this, and he knew exactly what, how much I was not enjoying it. Anyway, I don't want to discourage anybody from getting the test. <laughs> Go out. Oh, get my tested. gosh. I, I'm York so glad you didn't tell me this before because it, it, it is so hilarious. <laughs> It was ridiculous, dude. I, I swear to God, I'm like, I've, I've just, I, I can't even. I was just like, that was, that was horrible. That was horrible. I've never had a catheter put up my hoo ha, you know, but uh, I would imagine that that's probably the only thing that could be worse. Why do you have to call it your hoo ha? Just makes it worse. Oh my God. I, what, what other word would you prefer me to have used at that moment? <laughs> The proper medical term for penis. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep that out. That yeah, I think I'm going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> this is America. We don't believe in science around here, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that is my experience. Uh, so, and so came back. Uh, I was positive for the antibodies. Uh, so it means that I had it and my only at the, it was the beginning of March. Um, I had a very mild cough. So this was right after lockdown started. I had just been at the white horse on the Friday before and like five, six days later, I developed like a little cough, like a, <clears throat> not like an actual cough. Didn't have a fever. I had a tight back, but I, I had been shooting a lot of pool. So I just assumed that that was from just beat me being an old man shooting pool. That's my guess is that I had it at the beginning of March um, with very, very mild. I've never run a fever. I haven't felt sick uh, during the whole time of lockdown. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so that means that – I don't know what that means. You know, Everybody's like, oh, yeah, you're fine. You have the antibodies. Uh, no, you can still get it. You can still give it to other people. I was like, cool. So getting tested means nothing. I don't know. But – uh, while Alice is home, I've agreed to stay on lockdown for 14 days with her, not go out. And anybody who knows me knows that me not going out is even, yeah, I don't, that's, that's not easy for me. So, uh, yeah, just one day at a time. <laughs> well, at least you get to walk from your room to, uh, the living room to your balcony, you still get some fresh air, you know? My pool room, I open the garage door. Yeah, no, this isn't actually that bad. It, it, like, this is yeah. definitely a first world problem stuff here. Uh, but you know, it, uh, I'm always about I, complaining. <laughs> I mean, I would have to go through that when I, uh, go back to Malaysia, probably in a couple of months, uh, if that's what I'm planning to do. Um, and so far, Quarantine would be at a hotel that I cannot choose. So it will be chosen for me once I arrive at the airport. And that was enough to give me a bit of anxiety. There were a few <laughs> nights that I, I kept thinking about it and I was like, I, 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 I can't, I don't have any control over this. So like, uh, what if they send me to some shithole hotel, you know? Yeah. Um, by the way, I would still have to pay for this. <laughs> so, oh, you had to, so this isn't some, this isn't like, they haven't blocked out the room, so you don't no, just... No, they, they give... They they subsidize it a bit. 
But you know, you know if I'm staying so you can't at get the, room service, you're saying no Dom I, Perignon while you're staying there. Or? I think room service would still be available, but they will provide like three meals a day. I have no meals are like uh, probably not enough for the amount that of food that I eat. So I, I there there was a time I think the last two weeks I was thinking about this whole process, and again it's like first world problems, right? A, do I have enough food? What do I have to pack? Uh, and then I'm like, I, I will be stuck in this hotel room for two weeks. Okay, I don't, I can't even go out. I can't walk to the balcony. There's no balcony, you know. I can't walk to my pool room, you know, that kind of thing. So I would have a worse case of cabin fever than you have currently. And but you're stronger thinking, oh, than I am, Wishen. You, you are much more brave than I am. You are, you know, you go on hikes. You, know, you, you, you work out. You, you're, you're more impressive specimen of a human being than I am. So you <laughs> oh, can handle true. that. They say that God puts you in the situations that you know that 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 He knows that you can handle. God wouldn't put me in that situation because He knows that I would just wilt like uh, like I don't know what what wilts quickly. <laughs> Something well, you'd that be like quickly. a touch me not. A touch me not. <laughs> is that actually a thing? It is. I don't know what the. the it's like a touch me not plant. Do you do you know what that is? Do you, don't you? Hey, when you touch it, it closes. A Venus flytrap? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to find out what this word actually is. I mean, well, what the scientific we, name of it is. We but, have gone off the rails here. So, yeah. So to anyway, I to, no, I haven't finished. <laughs> so I was thinking about the things I would have to pack, um, oh, and it was like, okay, I definitely need to bring my yoga mat back because you know who has time for potential carpet burn. Um, <laughs> Is your gym going to allow you to take your best friend, your dumbbell, along with you? I don't think I want to carry 30 pounds in my suitcase, you know. A real <laughs> so CrossFit or what is all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be fine with bodyweight workouts. And then also <laughs> I was thinking, oh, okay, what can I pack? Two weeks kept in there. I'm going to need some alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I was like 30 thinking, pounds of okay. alcohol. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, what can I bring back? I mean, obviously, the the first, my first choice of a drink would be, would be a bottle of wine. But I was like, that's not going to last me very long. So I was thinking, okay, next choice, gin. But no, I need tonic or soda water at least, and and then I would need like lime or something like that. I was like, okay, all right, let's go back to basics, vodka, this, and then it'll be like, okay, I'll just get, I'll just get some uh, orange juice or something from from uh room service hopefully they offer it if not then mm-hmm. i'm i'm just gonna have vodka straight up <laughs> that's what you know listen you're living the type you're living the life of tony malakian in lockdown basically <laughs> uh, look here this is what my i told my i was having a conversation with my parents the the other day and so i told them that i'm gonna pack a bottle of vodka in there and my dad goes is one bottle enough <laughs> <laughs> parents know you best man they know you well <laughs> <sighs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I like I said, yeah, I would not be. That would create huge anxiety having to be just know that I'd be stuck in a hotel room. Like I love hotel rooms, but no, I I couldn't do it. So, more all the best to you. But you know, fortunately, uh, before then, before then, we have the innovation exchange. I was thinking actually though for the innovation exchange. So we're going to be talking a lot about like artificial intelligence. And uh, this is just something that 
I only learned uh, this week that um, – so this is going to be a complete non sequitur. I apologize. But I was reading an article on Forbes about how oh, – about how the – the number one TikTok account person, uh, I can't remember his or her name, makes five million dollars a year. Number two is like they're they're making millions and millions of dollars, and it was blowing my mind. And like these Instagram influencers, millions of dollars, and then on down to hundreds of thousands of dollars, on down to tens of thousands of dollars. People making a living, making a life off of this kind of stuff. And then you have these gamers, you know, people that, you know, make 40, 50, upwards of millions of dollars, but anywhere from 40 to $50,000 a year, you know, just playing the actual games, being on gamer kind of teams. Then you have these people on YouTube that are making money off of watching gamers play games and commentating on that. And it's this insane ecosystem but the reason why i bring this up is we've talked a lot on the podcast about ai and taking away jobs and stuff like that right so i just started thinking about this ai takes away jobs yes but there are new jobs that are created that we can't even think of now whenever anybody says that they're thinking of sophisticated jobs that require skills a certain kind of a skill right well, there are people already that are just – they're these kids are just making tons of money. And here's the thing. Everybody gets pissed off at them. But I say God bless you. Like not because they sneeze. Uh, God bless them uh, because, <laughs> because they – in order to be somebody that could be on like uh, whether it's TikTok or YouTube and just – you first of all – have to be able to create a a personality that people are drawn to and oftentimes it's a douchey personality right <laughs> so the fact that you don't have shame the fact that like i couldn't i go up on stage and i embarrass myself at our events you'll see it at the innovation exchange from the 9th to the 22nd i'm i'm embarrassing myself right now on a podcast but you know there's a skill to being able to Get up there and entertain people enough where people are not just giving you a round of applause. People aren't just saying, hey, you're doing a good job. You're making a living off of it. That's a skill. Yeah, you're a programmer. You're machine learning. You know, you know, you're an engineer that can write all these brilliant machine learning, deep learning algorithms. You can write a neural net, all that crazy shit. Great. This person can entertain people on TikTok. I... I think that that's fascinating to me, actually, that these jobs and for younger people that never they didn't have they weren't intelligent book smart, but they were intelligent to monetize their skills. So sometimes you're just sometimes just beautiful models, men and women just that are just beautiful and just know how to create a following on Instagram because they're beautiful. They're quirky. They're funny. There are people that are making millions of dollars because they have people because they'll eat like hot peppers and stuff like that or hot sauces and stuff like that. And people watch this. I don't know why people watch this, 
but I'm still watching reruns of Cheers. And, you know, so who the hell am I to decide on this, right? <laughs> so I think that as everybody talks about AI getting rid of jobs, I think we're going to be okay. I think that, uh, you know, that there's going to be new money is – if the free market says that this skill that you have of talking in front of a uh, on YouTube or talking on tip, TikTok or creating videos on TikTok or being a model on Instagram, the free market says this is what it's worth, God bless. Just the same way that we say a banker, hey, the, his skill is worth this. A trader, his skill is worth this. Why is it worth that? We're not really sure, but screw it. That's how much we're paying him. Why, do, why does the company pay me the amount that they pay me? I have no idea. I'm not any better than anybody else on staff, but hey, screw it. I'll take the money, you know? I don't know. I, I, I actually – it was one of those times where I was like – I've always thought about AI getting rid of jobs and everything like that, and I actually felt at peace. I was like, you know what? I think we're going to be okay as a society, even as our society crumbles and burns to the ground – People always have some sort of a weird job. I just don't know what that job's going to be. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. But I, I disagree with the fact that you said some of them don't. Maybe they're not um, book or academic smart, but they are like they know how to monetize themselves. I mean, some of these people actually have like proper degrees and stuff, and and still they they choose to, I, I guess, make money this way. I'm not saying every one of them is, you know, and I'm not saying the people that are, I'm not saying everybody's dumb. That's it. I'm saying that they're not what, what we classically call smart, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. But yeah, there, there are uh, a lot of different uh, new videos. Like, you know, the trend mukbang? I'm sorry, what? I don't know. Maybe in the US it's pronounced different mukbang. <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's, it's videos of like people eating basically. Usually large quantities of food. It's actually a trend that uh, became popular in South Korea. Um, and it's not a fetish thing, right? Uh, I, I don't Maybe know. Some some yeah. videos can be seen as like fetish. And let's not go down there. But anyway, it's it's just a. So they've set up the camera like in front of their food, and they just start eating. And they they're not. Sometimes they're not even saying anything. They're just eating. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's weird. I feel. But again, if people enjoy enough that that there's sponsorship or people will even pay, like uh, you have like all these OnlyFans models that are making tons of money. You have uh, – if you're monetizing whatever skill it is you have, God bless. You know, yeah, I can understand that if you have a degree that costs you hundreds of millions of or hundreds of thousands of dollars to get. And, you know, you're a surgeon and you actually, and your job actually matters, you know. I can understand why you'd be a little bit pissy about that. But, I don't know. God bless people that can, whatever skill it is they have, whether it's intelligence, looks, uh, humor, um, you know, just a bizarre taste for things. God bless <laughs> if you can monetize it. If you had no choice but to earn your money or earn a living off Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok, what would you do? What would be your selling? Like, <sighs> I guess what what would what would be your USP? <laughs> I have, and there are vi- there's video of this, though it should never be seen by a professional audience. I, I've done stand up, so 
my guess is I would probably go down the comedy route, but you know, I always hope to be a journalist. You know, that's but if you're saying that journalism's you know not in there, then it would probably be something on TikTok, but where I wouldn't necessarily be the actor. I would probably be the writer and get an actor for that would be my guess. Hmm. Interesting. It would be a comedy team, a comedy team. Me, me and like Jeff Ankler, we'd, uh, we'd team up and no one knows or people. <laughs> he's a director, but yeah, uh, me and him, we'd, uh, team up. Okay. How about okay. you? Um, maybe, maybe I'll do cooking videos. Maybe. Gotta be better than all. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, you gotta be good at it. Like, so. Yeah, You've seen a few of mine, actually. No one should ever look for them, but... (laughs) First of all, Wei Shen is a great cook. Like, whenever she comes here and she cooks, like, I'm I'm always excited whenever Wei Shen comes to New York. Not only because she's my friend and I like hanging out with her, but mainly just because it means I know I'm going to eat some good meals. Oh, are you talking about the time when we got the wrong cut for steak? (laughs) Oh, no, no, but that was on me. That that, That was my mistake. That was your mistake, so... Well, listen, some of this stuff will be covered at the, uh, the Innovation Exchange. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so do join us I there. doubt this piece of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. We'll see you guys next week. Next week. Bye.